The Life Amplified podcast is brought to you this week by the Life Amplified VIP group coaching experience. It is the fastest way to create a thriving career in life with more purpose, passion, meaning, fun, and free time. I'm going to personally be mentoring a small group of massive action takers this summer to help you get unstuck, get clear on your life's purpose, and turn it into your paycheck. This program has a 94% approval rating from graduated clients, many of whom have gone on to increase their income, their impact in the world, while also improving their relationships to other people, as well as the relationship they have to themselves. If this is the transformation you would like to create in 2019, this program will change your life. My client, Tanya, says the Life Amplified Group Coaching Program changed my life and changed my soul. You could create the same today by filling out an application. Get all the information at danmasoncoaching.com. And now, episode 67, Six Things to Do When You're Feeling Unworthy. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I use my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. Brene Brown says, when you get to a place where you understand that love and belonging, your worthiness is a birthright and not something you have to earn, anything is possible. And I also love this quote, from Jason Aaron, who says, I always liked the idea that Thor was the god who'd wake up every day and look at that hammer and not know whether he was going to pick it up. Only the worthy can lift the hammer of Thor. And I love the idea of a god who was always questioning his own worthiness. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to Life Amplified. I really love that second quote because I think it just illustrates that no matter who you are, what you've accomplished, how much success you've had, that there is still a part in each and every one of us. That when it comes to creating the next level, whether it be in career, income, health, relationships, love, there's that little part of us that says we're undeserving or unworthy of having the thing we desire. And how do you overcome that? Well, I believe it's more of a daily commitment and a daily practice than it is a singular event. We're going to explain more about that and give you six mindset shifts to help you next time you're feeling unworthy coming up in just a moment. But I want to start today by shouting out our listener of the week. It's Amy Grzuski checking in from New York. She's a brand new member of the Life Amplified Power Tribe on Facebook. She says, I'm loving your podcast on my commute. Now, if I only had a self-driving car so I could take some notes, hashtag learning in motion, hashtag rolling university, hashtag road scholar. Amy, I love you so much for listening. Thank you for spending 30 minutes every week with us. And I guess we're going to have to do another manifesting episode soon so you can get that self-driving car or at least hire a personal secretary to sit and uh, take notes for you on your way to work while you're listening to the podcast. I'd love to acknowledge you as our listener of the week. Three ways you can be considered. You can do what Amy did and join our Life Amplified Power Tribe up on Facebook, a private community, just an amazing, supportive, loving community. And I'm in there giving some additional coaching throughout the week. You can find the link for that in the show notes. You can also screenshot this podcast, upload it to Instagram 
or Twitter, be sure to tag me at CSC Dan Mason. Or you can always leave those five-star ratings and reviews for us up on Apple. I was going to call it iTunes, but I guess they're killing that off. So whatever it is that Apple is doing with the podcast platform, leave us a review and I'll be sure to say hello to you in future episodes. So let's get back to this idea of worthiness and enoughness. Because so many of us, and I'm guilty of this as well, of thinking that we're going to feel sustainably fulfilled, that we're going to feel like when we're enough, when we get that next thing outside of ourselves. You know, I've seen this even in our private Facebook group. There's some people who think, God, if I just buy a home for me and my kids, then I'm going to feel enough. For other people, it's getting the next job or finding their loving relationship, you know, with the person who accepts them. Could be the pay raise. I don't know what it is for you, but have you ever noticed that when you work really hard and you get that thing that you thought that you wanted, usually within a couple weeks to a couple months, you sit around and you're like, man, is this all there is? Like, I thought that this was going to fill the void, but now I'm finding myself looking for the next thing. Or, hey, the guy down the street has a bigger house. I need one like him. Or, hey, that woman at work takes fancier vacations than I do. You know, we always get into this comparison and self-judgment game. And, and I'm being honest with you. Anybody, by the way, in personal development that tells you they've transcended this thought system, probably full of BS You know, I think it's a little bit of the human condition, but case in point for me, I've told you that I started this podcast a year longer than I should have just because I thought I was unworthy of my voice being heard. You know, at that point, nobody knew who Dan Mason was. I was just some schmuck that worked in the radio industry. So who was I to tell you how to create an amplified life? I didn't think anybody cared. And then, you know, that kept me in, in action, even though I had this vision that I wanted to release this podcast to the world. And I did it. And we debuted number one globally on Apple, and it's probably one of the five things I'm most proud of in my life just because I never even had that as a goal. I never thought that that was possible. And then about a week later, the podcast wasn't number one on Apple, and then I went back to that same old thought system. Oh my God, well now that people have listened and they've sampled it, they must think I'm an idiot. I'm not enough again. I'm unworthy of my voice being heard. And and that belief system is so powerfully rooted for me in my childhood. And, you know, I've spoken to you about growing up with a mentally ill mom, but, you know, there was an incident when I was in ninth grade where my mom and I got into a verbal altercation where she was being physical toward me. And I wouldn't hit back, but I yelled at her and my mom started clutching her chest and she couldn't breathe. And I had to call the ambulance for her. And the doctors came out, and I and I truly thought, and we lived like on this little farm in rural Maryland, so I had to run barefoot about half a mile down our driveway to usher in the ambulance when I was a child. And in that moment, I thought that, God, if I speak up, if I use my voice, in that case, especially to defend myself, to set a boundary, that not only would it cause pain, that I literally believed I'd kill people if I did that. And I know that makes no rational sense when we're listening to this as adults, but if you think about it from the perspective of a 14-year-old kid and how this trauma gets lodged into our nervous system, that affected me for so many years. And by the way, my mom was fine. The doctors came in and they hooked her up to the little EKG and she was having a panic attack. It wasn't a heart attack. In fact, my cousins who were there staying with me at the time believe that my mom sort of dramatized all that 
just as a way to teach me a lesson. And, you know, she just didn't know better. My mom was trying to do the best she could, not having the mental capacity to even take care of herself, let alone her kids. But in that moment, that created that belief of I'm not enough. I'm not worthy of being heard. And it still comes up like in little ways. You've probably noticed that I'll go two weeks without releasing a podcast. And it's because that same part of me will start questioning and be like, well, my God, I'm 67 episodes in. Have I said every friggin' thing that there is to say about an amplified life? I don't want to waste people's time. I don't want to give bad content. But this is still my thing that I have to work through. And it never totally goes away. In fact, each new level I get to in my life and business, it just shows up again, but in a sneaky way where I don't identify it right away. So what I'm telling you and the reason that I share this with you is to remind you that there is no magic pill. There is no mantra, meditation, self-help book, podcast, or yoga class that's going to magically heal the limiting beliefs. But, you know, when people who are in the 12-step program refer to, well, I'm an alcoholic for life, but I just have to manage the disease. So this is what it is. You have to manage these beliefs and have a daily commitment to questioning everything that happens in your mind. Because your mind, you know, as we talked about last week, your beliefs are not truth. But when we're in the trigger and something happens where we feel rejected or we feel pushed away or we feel looked over, it can become so real again. You know, we go back to that traumatizing moment where we made the belief and in the body, it feels so real. So what do you do? I want to give you six mindset shifts this week that I hope will help you just press the reset button during those times when your inner critic tells you that you're unworthy, that you're undeserving, or that you're just unable to create the goals that you have. So the first thing that I would encourage you to do, and it's been a while since we've talked about this, you need to keep your book of awesome. There are times in your life when you have been enough, when you have achieved something incredible. There's times in your life when you thought that you couldn't do something and you showed up and you tried anyway and you did better than you thought that you could. You have got to start filing that away. You have got to keep a written list somewhere that you can refer to when you are feeling triggered to remind you how amazing you are. When I do this, I like to cut and paste out compliments I get from clients about how working with me as a coach has changed their life because, you know, there's days when I question that too. Oh my God, you know, I'm not a PhD. Am I qualified to help people? Yet I've got an entire Outlook folder full of emails from people who've had life-changing results by hiring me as their coach. So start to keep those things and write them down. When are the times when you crushed it? When are the times that you didn't quite get the result, but it was better than you want? You know, for me, I've just signed up again for personal training and for physical fitness. And one of the things that we had to do the other day was run a 10-minute mile on a treadmill. And if we didn't hit a 10-minute mile, then we were going to have to move over to either a rowing machine or burpees for another 10 minutes. <laughs> I've never run a 10 minute mile in my life. I am not a runner. I'm more of a power walker. And in my mind, I was automatically judging myself. 
I can't do this. You know, I've never run faster than a 12-minute mile. What am I doing? Yet I committed myself to the process and I didn't hit the 10-minute mile, but you know what? I did it in 10 and a half minutes, which is so much better than I thought I could. And I actually felt proud about myself. Now, I hated going doing burpees the rest of the time, but there was a sense of accomplishment and satisfaction that that was probably the fastest mile I've ever run in my life. I've got bad knees. I'm not particularly athletic. That's not something I even thought was possible for my life. And yet I did it. So that's a recent example. But I'm sure if you really got clear about this, you could start creating that as well. You know, every time you get a compliment, every time you get a nice email or a text, you know, find a way to screenshot that. Put it in a file on your phone and have something that you can go back to that just reminds you of how special you are, how much you create a positive impact on other people, and how you've accomplished many of the things that you put your mind to. Think about it. Wherever you are right now, even if you're in some shitty soul-sucking job you hate, you went for the interview for it at one point. At some point, that job was a desire of yours. You know, your marriage might not be where you want it to be today, but at some point, it was your desire to marry your partner. So you've created the things you want in the past, and sometimes we just need a reminder of that. The second tip that I'm going to give you to help you overcome feelings of unworthiness, and this is more of a mindset shift, because comparison is uh, the quote says, I'm not sure who said this, comparison is the thief of joy. And yet we all compare ourselves to other people. You know, in the age of social media, it's almost impossible not to. You're looking at everybody's greatest hits compilation of, you know, their most treasured memories and their carefully curated moments that they want you to see. And then it's easy to be like, well, God, I don't get to go to Disneyland every week or I'm not making that much money. God, you know, look at them with their new house. I can't afford a house like that. Therefore, I'm not enough. I'm undeserving. I'm unworthy of it. But here is the thing I want you to remember. The people you compare yourself to compares themselves to other people. And this might blow your mind. Sometimes those people you're comparing yourself to, they might be comparing themselves to you. You know, they might have the great job and the big salary, but they don't have the marriage and the kids. So even though they've accomplished all these things and the bank account's full, they feel empty. And they're like, God, I wish I had amazing kids like this person over here has. I learned this in a really big way. The first keynote speech that I ever gave was for a convention of lawyers. And I was talking to them about, you know, setting boundaries. Lawyers are like one of the highest burnout profession rates out there. But I was talking about setting boundaries with your schedule and creating an emotionally wealthy life. And the other keynote speaker was a Hollywood actor who I'm not going to name by name, but he was on one of the biggest ensemble comedy shows of the 2000s. If I told you who he was or his character was, you would know who this was. He's also done a ton of movies. And immediately when I saw that he was the other keynote speaker, you know, two months in advance, I started flipping out. Well, what am I going to have to offer? You know, I'm just this life coach and people don't want to hear what I have to say. They've got this guy who's a television and movie star in the room. God, I'm not enough. And the funny thing is, is when I got to the convention, this guy and I hung out 
And, you know, we spent some time privately together. And he had always been a guy who would go to events more in a hosting capacity, but he had never been paid to be a speaker. And he wasn't sure if he could do it. And it turns out he was comparing himself to me. He's like, I am so intimidated. Like, you know, you do this stuff all the time and this isn't really what I do. I just sort of like read other people's words on a page. I've never had to come up with a speech. And it was this beautiful moment of vulnerability where we both got to share how we were feeling and made an awesome connection out of it. It was it was this really, really cool moment. And in that moment, I realized it doesn't matter how many films this guy has made. And that he's worked alongside literally A-list Hollywood actors. And he's living in Hollywood and has a huge bank account. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, he felt not enough to. And there was some peace in knowing that. And it really helped me step into giving my speech with a higher degree of focus and confidence without worrying about whether I was going to be able to add value to the room. So that is the second thing. Remembering that the people you compare yourself to, they do the same thing and they might be comparing themselves to you. The number three mindset shift to keep in mind when you're feeling unworthy or not enough. You can't change your future until you fully accept the present. Have you ever noticed sometimes when you're not feeling enough, that's when the control freak part of you comes out? You feel like you need to artificially control other people, other circumstances to get the desired result that you think will make you feel enough. Tough way to go, my friends. You know, there are two ways out of any problem or challenge that you're facing in your life. You can accept the present situation as is. You can look for the lesson in it. And you can move forward with a sense of peace in your life. Or you can try to manipulate other people, manipulate situations, which never works out. Because the only thing that is really in your control is how you show up. So when you can't control things outside of yourself, you end up in a state of struggle, frustration, and a perpetual feeling that you're just swimming upstream fighting against the universe. What does this look like and feel like in practical terms? Well, maybe you were trying to get the attention of a romantic interest that you liked and you really felt connected to this person. You really wanted them to like you, but it's not reciprocal. They're not giving back to you the attention that you want. So what do you try to do? You try to fight even harder and get their attention and do something, you know, sometimes even out of integrity with yourself. You know, my female clients will maybe give this person their body sooner than they feel comfortable with to try to get their attention. And ultimately, it's still at the end of the day, never really works out the way that you want and leads you back to, well, here it is. I'm not enough. I'm unworthy. In your career, maybe you went for a new job or a promotion and you got passed over. So, you know, then you start trying to control the situation by making the company wrong or saying that your boss is an a-hole when in fact the much easier route to go is just to be in a state of acceptance. Hey, I got passed over. This didn't work out. And then get curious about why that is. What is in my control? Well, maybe I need to acquire some new skills that I haven't had up until now. Maybe I'm in an environment that doesn't appreciate me. So I need to start looking for a position at a different company. All of a sudden, now you're consciously creating the things that you want without trying to change other people or make them wrong. And I want to be very clear with you that making peace with where you're at right now and being in a sense of acceptance doesn't mean that you're giving up on your goals. 
It just means that you're making the best of the present moment instead of trying to forcefully change something that cannot be changed. So when you give up control, you open yourself to be redirected to a better outcome than you could have imagined. You know, if you're really pouring your heart out to somebody that you're dating, but they're not giving the same time and energy back to the relationship, maybe it's time just to accept that and open yourself up to the possibility that there's a better partner out there that you're not even seeing because you're obsessed over the person who's not calling you back. You're so obsessed over the job with the $8,000 pay raise that you're not over here allowing yourself to be guided to the job with the $30,000 pay raise. So acceptance becomes everything. It's one of the biggest lessons I'm having to learn this year because trust me, I can be a control freak with the best of them, but really resigning yourself to the present moment, looking for the lesson, and then allowing yourself to be guided to the next right move. Because then you're surrendering to an intelligence greater than yours and you'll realize how worthy you are because the universe always has something better in store for you than you can presently imagine. You are worthy. Imagine that. Number four thing that you want to remember when you're feeling unworthy is that you can't criticize and demean yourself into a state of self-love. Telling yourself that you're a failure, it doesn't make you more successful. Telling yourself that you suck and you're unlovable isn't going to bring your soulmate in. You know, judging yourself for not being farther along in your career, your finances, your business, it's not accelerating your progress. So really, and this almost ties in as a companion to point number one with creating your book of awesome, you've got to be able to acknowledge yourself today for how much you've overcome, what a miracle you are, because, you know, you've had challenging circumstances that you've faced in your life. There have been struggles that you have overcome that might have destroyed somebody else, but you're still here. So acknowledging the progress that you made and realizing it's called self-love for a reason, boo. (laughs) because nobody else can give it to you. You have to generate it from within. And it it brings me to one of my favorite quotes that I found recently from uh, John Kabat-Zinn, who is a mindfulness master. He says, until you stop breathing, there's more right with you than wrong with you. Let that sink in. It's a beautiful, beautiful sentiment. Mindset shift number five to help you overcome feelings of unworthiness. Remember that isolation kills dreams crushes your purpose, and keeps you feeling like crap. Because most of the time when we're unworthy, when we believe that we're undeserving, when we're in these low-vibe emotions of sadness, shame, guilt, anger, frustration, we tend to go in the turtle shell, you know? And there is a biological reason for that, by the way. You know, we have something called the vagus nerve that is really one of the last hold-ons from the old reptilian brain, but it connects in the diaphragm, comes straight up the center of your body. It touches almost every major organ along the way and comes right up through the right side of your neck and into the back of your brainstem. And the vagus nerve is just collecting data, from your body. So whenever your body, you know, your unconscious senses some sort of threat, the vagus nerve activates. And because it's part of the reptilian brain, think about it. A turtle will retreat into its shell 
when it senses a threat. And that tends to be what we do. We go into isolation. We shut ourselves off from the world. We don't return phone calls. Our friends want to go out and we have an excuse why we can't. And it's completely self-defeating because feeling good is generally a dyadic experience. You know, meaning that it requires more than one person. We are tribal creatures. We're built for connection. And, you know, even when there are good news in our life, what do we do? We call other people because we want to celebrate it. We want to share good news. But when there is frustration, when there is news that we think is bad, we typically want to retreat. Now, a lot of this goes back to childhood programming. You know, if you grew up in a home where you were made to feel needy or wrong for having needs, then you probably feel like you're a burden if you have a problem and, and you don't want to unload that on other people. I hear that from clients all the time. Well, nobody wants to hear me complain, but there are people out there that want to help you and lift you up and remind you how special you are. So trying to pull through and figure it out on your own wherever you're feeling stuck you know, in your emotional well-being and your physical health and your sense of purpose in your career, you know, that fear of rejection from people who couldn't meet your needs in the past is also shutting you off from love, support and encouragement from the people who want to stand beside you in the present. So allow yourself to come out of isolation and allow yourself to experience connection and love because that is really the opposite of trauma, right? And the last thing that I would want to remind you of just for a mindset shift if you're feeling unworthy today is that your worth is not something that you'll ever find. Your worth is constant. It just exists. It just is. Somebody listening to this podcast today, you are trying so hard to define yourself by what other people think or say about you. You think your worth is based on the number in your bank account, the possessions that you own, or your social media follower count. You know, in some way, this is playing out for you. And it's none of those things. Your worth was established the minute that you were created, right? You were born with a purpose and you were added to the universe by whatever higher power you believe in. And that is worth. You were added to the universe. You were here to add value and the universe would be less if you weren't here. So, I think a lot of times worth is just that balance of acknowledging your smallness in the universe. You know, I'll joke with people sometimes. I'll be like, hey, Dan, how are you? And my joking response is I am just trying to be the best insignificant speck of dust in the universe that I can be. <laughs> and that's fine. You can acknowledge your smallness compared to the expansiveness of the universe. But also there is greatness within your smallness. I'll say that again. There is greatness within your smallness. And so many people think that to live a meaningful, amplified life, you have to affect millions of people, that you have to change the world. You could just affect somebody in your community. There could be one person that you could give your gift to and make an impact on. And this happens with me. I've told you before, my mission is to inspire 100 million people to overcome the conditioning of who they were told to be as children so they can become the person that they are. And I look at it sometimes. I'm like, how am I ever going to hit that number? I'm not doing enough. 
But then I go back to my book of awesome and I just realized the hundreds and hundreds of clients around the world who have had a benefit. And if God forbid something happened today where I'm not here to talk to you next week, at least I can die knowing that there was an impact. And there's a ripple effect because so many of my clients, once they find their purpose, they're out making a difference in the way that's meant for them to do it in the world. So there's so much power in that ripple effect. And that's the part you can't quantify. Like literally, you affect one person, they affect somebody, that person takes what they learned and pass it on. It's immeasurable. So who are you to say that you're here to live a small life? Your worth isn't found, friend. It exists. And maybe up until now, you've had a hard time believing that. Maybe for up until now, you haven't really known what your purpose is. Maybe you've been living to please other people more than yourself. It's time to overcome that. It's time to let that go. You're one new decision away from an entirely new life. You know, when I think back to my rock bottom that we allude to in the intro to the podcast in 2012, you know, I told you about the circumstances in my life, overweight, getting divorced, depression, anxiety, unfulfilled in my career. I mean, you name it. I ran the gamut of unworthiness at that point in my life, or at least a, a believed or perceived unworthiness. And I sat down at my kitchen island one night and I had a pen and a pad of paper and on the island in front of me was a bottle of wine and a bottle of painkillers. And in that moment, my intention was to sit down and write my suicide note because I didn't think that there was a reason for me to go on. I didn't think I had anything to add. There was no value that I could give to the world. And, and the crazy thing, the one thing that kept me going was... My old dog, Buffy, who you probably, if you've been listening for a while, you remember me talking about my arthritic, decrepit 16-year-old lab, Buffy. She passed away back in February. She had a great life. We did the right thing to, to put her down. But in that moment, she was about nine years old, and she came and put her old, like, graying, heavy paw on my knee in the kitchen. And when I think back in that moment, literally the only compelling reason I could find to keep going was I didn't know if anybody would take care of my dog if something happened to me. So literally, that old girl, she saved my life back in the day. But in that moment is when I sat down and I wrote a letter to the universe and I got so clear about the life I wanted to live and the relationships I wanted to have. And at that point, coaching was not an option. I didn't know what my purpose was. In fact, at the time, I thought that getting a bigger corporate job for more money would be the answer. We all know how that worked out if you've listened to the podcast. But I had this desire to show up, to be more, and to offer more to the world. And just that willingness to go on the journey is what's led me here seven years later, doing the work that I'm doing today, you know, with this podcast and co-authoring a book and helping clients in 14 countries. So you don't have to know what the end game looks like. You don't have to have the vision. The voice in your head might be unclear. It might just be saying, hey, it's time for more. And my great wish is that you answer that call because you are worthy. You do have greatness within you and you do have something special in you that is going to make a difference in the world. If there's anything that I can do to help you get clear on that, to discover your purpose, to make your action plan to move you forward, you heard me talk about it at the beginning of the podcast, my Life Amplified VIP group coaching program kicks off on June 15th. 
Uh, this is an amazing transformative experience uh, where we are going to learn together and win together just with a small group of massive action takers who are ready to level up and who are ready to say yes. And I would love for you to fill out an application. You can go to the website, danmasoncoaching.com. You can get all the info on that. But I promise at the end of this program, you're not going to recognize your life when it's over. And I say that with confidence because that's the repeated feedback that I've heard from all of my graduated clients who've done this program. You could be next. It would be an honor to serve you. In the meantime, if this podcast is serving you today, feel free to share it with a friend. You can screenshot us. You can put us up on Instagram or Twitter. Tag me at CSC Dan Mason. Share it to Facebook. And please come join our community, our Life Amplified Power Tribe. Uh, we got the link for that in the show notes. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity. Turn up the volume on your purpose. It's time for you to live Life Amplified. I love you. I'll talk to you next week.